Well, hello, and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I am, of course, the very Hannah Fernando, editor of Women Magazine. She is. She is. <laughs> and I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and whattowatch.com. And today, we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 23rd of April 2021, including... Sky Atlantic's detective drama Mayor of Easttown starring Kate Winslet and the epic new Netflix fantasy series Shadow and Bone. And we'll also be talking about sci-fi thriller Stowaway on Netflix and Disney's natural history series Secrets of the Whales. But Ian, what's in the news firstly, please? Well, very exciting news. Arriving soon on Amazon Prime Video is The Underground Railroad which is a series based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning novel by Colson Whitehead. And it's being adapted and directed by Oscar winner Barry Jenkins, who, of course, is the man behind Moonlight. Mm. Now, what's caught your eye, Hannah? Well, something in the showbiz world you'll be surprised to hear. Um, Pink, who I absolutely love. Um, We get a rare glimpse behind the curtain. Um, So it's Pink, all I know so far. And it's going to be on Amazon Prime Video. And it will take us on the Singers 2019 World Tour. And it kind of will show us how she juggles being a mother and a wife uh, against her career. I mean, it couldn't have anything to do with the 101 nanny she has. No, I'm sure she doesn't. I'm just joking. (laughs) Okay, well, it's time to get this party started. Yes. (laughs) You're you're going to. Is that one of her tunes? Yes, it is. (laughs) I would have thought you'd be a fan. Uh, You're going to start us off with uh, a new series on Sky Atlantic Mayor of Easttown. I am, because it's been approximately a decade since Kate Winslet last was on our screens in the world of TV, I should say. Um, And she's back. The Oscar winner is back. And it's brilliant. It's a gripping US mystery thriller. Let's have a little listen and then we can chat about it. The Easttown Police Department received a call reporting a dead body in Creedham Creek. We've decided to bring in a county detective to assist with the case. How do you like working with my mom so far? We're just getting started out. Any tips? Lower your expectations. This is really, really good. You have to watch it. It's absolutely excellent. Winslet is starring as a a small town Pennsylvanian detective. um, And she's struggling sort of personally um, and she's now being asked to investigate uh, investigate quite a grisly murder of a young mother and she's you see her real battle behind closed doors as well as kind of her personal battle I should say versus actually what she's having to do in 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 her real life in her real job and I often think that about people in these positions actually like with police or if you're a nurse or a doctor or an ambulance driver or whatever the things that you have to kind of separate I suppose from what uh, you're seeing every day to kind of not allowing it into your home life and and she really does um, struggle with that and it, and it's it's actually um, I don't know what you thought Ian but I, th- I thought it was quite sad in, in many ways um, kind of everything in her personal life and her police duties the lines begin begin to blur and I and I can see how easily that can happen um, but Kate Winslet I think she's um, she just just she's so brilliant. I think she's so versatile. As you say, I mean, Winslet just brings total star power to this, and it's a reminder of, of just how how 
good an actress she is. It's a, it's a very unglamorous role, isn't it? She's sort of no makeup. She's she's wandering around in a big check shirt and jeans. I forgot to say as well that um, she has a love interest. Of course she does, and it's um, it's Guy Pearce. I mean, also she's playing a grandmother in this, which is interesting in itself. So there are four generations of of the family living in her home. So there's her mum herself, her daughter, and her grandson. And I mean. Everyone in East Town seems to be having, well, most people in East Town seem to be having a pretty bad time of it, don't they? Um, and she, when we first meet her, she's fed up. Her home life is kind of uh, very busy and mm. she's getting frustrated with her ex has bought the house next door to her and he's getting engaged to his new love interest. Her boss at work is on her case because of this. there's this old missing persons case that she'd never managed to solve and that the mother of the missing girl has been on telly saying, a bit like the um, three billboards, like, what are the police doing? Why haven't they solved this crime? So, yeah, I really, really liked it and it's nicely set up because it's it's on the anniversary of all these years ago of when Mayor, quite an unusual name isn't it, Mayor Sheehan, she was like the star player on the school basketball team and it's such a small town this is still you know a huge event in their history so they're having this reunion at the school but yeah I think it is it, she's great it looks great. It's really kind of atmospheric. It's quite grim. There's odd bits of humour, especially from Mayor's mum, I think, really kind of lights the mood a bit. But I think she was, um, when she was interviewed, Kate, she was, I, I liked, when I was, when I was reading the interview, I liked her answers because she's somebody who sort of thoroughly believes in the mm. character that she's playing. You know, she talks about Mayor and she says, you know, she's, she's the kind of woman that I admire more than any other, being diligent, hardworking, trying her best to be a good friend, a good mother, a good grandmother, not wanting to let people down. And she's really, you can tell she's put her heart and soul, if you like, into this, because as you say, it's incredibly unglamorous. Something very different over on Netflix for those people who have been looking to fill the Game of Thrones-shaped hole in their lives. Well, this could be a contender. It's a new series called Shadow and Bone, and here is a clip. Our enemies are threatened by your mere existence. The whole world will be after you. The prize is one million Kruger. Bring me Alina Starkov. Am I a prisoner? All of Ravka is. Until you and I enter the fold. Okay, so this is an eight-parter. Um, they're quite long episodes, an hour long. It arrives on Friday the 23rd of April. Now, it's based on a series of fantasy books by the author Lee Bardugo, and I had a bit of a virtual chat with her and some cast members. It's quite a complex fantasy world, and in the books it comes with a map, and I love anything with a map like The Lord of the Rings. So... The gist of it is, I mean, you do have to pay attention because there's a lot of information to take in. So it's set in this this fictional land of Ravka, which looks a bit like Imperial Russia. And Ravka is sort of cut off from the rest of the world by this mysterious no man's land called the Shadow Fold, which if you go into it, you, you may well get killed by these terrifying creatures. The story centers around an orphan, as so many sort of young adult and children's fiction does, uh, Alina, she's played by Jessie May Lee. In this world, there are certain humans who have special powers that are connected to nature, and she discovers unexpectedly 
that she may have a special power which could be of huge significance to her country. So various people are very interested in her, including from Gold Digger, that great series about the age gap love affair. Ben Barnes plays this mysterious general and also from Gold Digger, a young actor called Archie Renault plays Mal, who is Alina's childhood friend. So <laughs> it's complex, as well as Ravka. There's this amazing place called Ketterdam, which is like a trading hub. That's got almost like a kind of peaky blinders, like Deadwood-type vibe. It's got gambling dens. It's got brothels. It's got gunfighters. I mean, there's a lot in the mix here. It, the book's very much aimed at a young adult audience, but um, I actually liked it, and I think it looks amazing. I love the style of it. What did you think of this, Hannah? Well, this sort of thing is not usually me, as you well know, and anyone who listens to us regularly will know. But actually, this appeals to me because I want to be the person that has the special power. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> difficult. I, or, I often think about this because I'm so sad and have clearly so much time on my hands. But if you had a special power, what would it be? And I know it's because my children ask me all the time, would I have a cold power? Would I have a hot power? Could I turn people to ice? Or could I, you know, heat my meal in, you know, a second? It's stupid things, but children are always talking to you about that kind of thing, aren't they? And um, I think that's what appealed to me. You can get lost in this, I suppose. Um, and it's, 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 it's fun, I suppose, to a degree. Um, but also whilst being, well, a little bit gritty, I suppose. You didn't tell us what you wanted as your special power. Well, I decided that I would like when she specifically asked me two days ago what I'd like my power to be it had to be hot or cold. And I decided on cold, but actually I don't like being cold. So maybe I should have gone for hot, but I'd like to be invisible. That's really what I'd like to be able to put an invisibility cloak on and go into Buckingham Palace. Oh, right. Well, I'll have <laughs> um, to do that. not getting hangovers. OK, I've made my choice. Now, that's an easy one, Ian. You just don't drink as much. <laughs> now, Hannah, over on Disney Plus, um, a documentary series that you're going to tell us all about Secrets of the Whales. Yeah, this is so, so lovely. So, um, as you say, on Disney Plus, it's four episodes and um, it basically looks into the family of whales or, or whales as a you know population. And it's, I mean, each family uh, has its own language, uh, their own unique language. They they grieve the loss of loved ones. Um, and it, it's not the kind of thing that you imagine or associate with killer whales. You know, you think that's very human. And this takes you on a journey of, I mean, wildlife is just so incredible. And you learn so much. And very often it's through David Attenborough, isn't it? Um, that's the dog who agrees oh, that killer whales are wonderful, <laughs> wonderful beasts. Uh, <laughs> as soon as there's a nature documentary, the dog chimes yeah, up. Yeah, there, there he goes. Um, you know, it's <laughs> things like they sort of seem to play games together and that they... they it's, it's just wonderful to watch. I, lo I love nature programmes that have been filmed really, really well. It's, it's the National Geographic photographer and, and explorer, Brian Skerry, and he spent three years making this series. You know, when these things are done really well, and this is exactly, you know, that... Um, I just think there's so much to learn and it really brings to life how human, if you like, um, these creatures really are. And I think when you kind of, I don't know, spend time virtually albeit with with them um it just makes you so sad that you know that what the human race if you like do to these creatures because they're just incredible 
One for you, Ian. Do you like this sort of thing? Uh, I did enjoy episode one. It's got a bit of star power attached to it because we've got Sigourney Weaver uh, narrating and we've got James Cameron of Titanic fame. There's a link with Kate Winslet. How do you like that? Um, <laughs> he's the producer. So, yeah, uh, I, I thought episode one was fascinating. I mean, the, the footage is great, as you would expect, but there's some really touching moments. So they're looking at... Um, a pod of orcas and one of the males gets caught up in some fishing line. And I don't know if you've seen that um, documentary about the fishing industry on Netflix, but it does home in on the fact that so much fishing kit is just dumped in the sea and it's a real hazard. So mm. unusually, uh, they actually intervene. So one of the cameramen who's who's in his full diving gear, he goes and cuts the, the orca free. And of course, an orca can kill a human uh, but it seems to understand what he's doing and uh, he, he saves it and there's also a very moving moment because as you say they're looking at the kind of culture of whales and the fact that yeah they do mm. communicate and they grieve they teach their youngsters there's a mother whose calf has died and she just keeps for days she's just pushing the dead body along through the water it's it's very sad we'll go back to netflix for a sci-fi Yes, it's called Stowaway, and here is a clip. Hi, Michael. I'm Marina Bunnett, the commander of the ship. Do you remember what happened on the pad? I'm a launch support engineer, ma'am. How long was I out? We took off about 12 hours ago. 12 hours? I need to get back to my no. sister, please. My sister, she's alone. Please, no. i got to get back. We're not going back. What do you mean we're not going back? This is a two-year mission. Now, full disclosure, Hannah... We've only seen a trailer for this because uh, they're not giving out previews. And we do occasionally recommend things on the on the back of a trailer. Uh, that happened recently with Thunder Force, which had a very good trailer. I watched the whole thing <laughs> the other night. And I have to admit, it wasn't as good as I expected it to be. So <laughs> apologies for that, listeners. Stowaway, it's a feature film on Netflix. It arrived on Thursday, the 22nd of April. And it's about a crew of astronauts who are heading for Mars because they want to colonise the planet. But it's got quite a nice setup because there's a guy, Michael, an engineer played by Sharmia Anderson. He's been doing some checks before liftoff and he accidentally gets trapped on the spacecraft and he wakes up and discovers, oh, well, he's they have taken off and he's going to be part of the mission. It's got a good cast. We've got Anna Kendrick, uh, who, of course, you might remember from that George Clooney film, Up in the Air. She's playing a medical researcher, Zoe. There's a biologist on board, David, played by Daniel Day Kim. And the captain, or commander, I should say, is Tony Collette, the wonderful Tony Collette, speaking in her, her native accent for a change. We normally hear her in a, an American accent, don't we? There isn't just that surprise at the beginning of the journey. Well, because there's an extra person and for other reasons, they realise that there isn't enough life support to sustain all of them. So what are they going to do? Are they going to abandon the mission? Are they going to be able to take some action to overcome it? I think it looks, based on the trailer, it looks good. I've done a bit of research around it. There's this guy on YouTube who normally comments on where sci-fis have got it wrong in terms of the spaceship wasn't right or whatever. And he was actually, they, they consulted him for this film. And one point of interest about it is that the spaceship, people aren't floating around in the spaceship. They've got artificial gravity in it. 
as they do, for instance, in 2001, A Space Odyssey by Stanley Kubrick. I don't know if this is particularly your bag, Hannah. What do you think? Um, I'm quite interested in anything to do with space. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is something that I would like to watch. But the only thing I think it is so claustrophobic, I, I always think that in um, these spaceships, these rockets, they're in such a small space for really quite a long time. And I think I'd really, really struggle with that. So sometimes I'm, it's difficult to watch. And I think this would be one of those, actually, particularly given that, you know, stowaway is the name, that there is a somebody on there that shouldn't be, and the fact that there's only enough oxygen for three out of the four uh, on board. Yeah, imagine going to work one morning and then, by chance, you can't go home for two years. Oh, hey, we've got to that part of the podcast, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binging on this week. Yes, well, I've been having a look at MasterChef because... Why wouldn't you? Um, I do love a bit of that and it gives me a bit of inspiration too. And also uh, on iPlayer, they've got Dr. Foster, the brilliant Siran Jones. So oh, I've been yes. having a good look at that too. How about you, Ian? Because of the Louis Theroux catch-up with the Tiger King, I've had a look at the, the series that was a big noise on Netflix, which is why he went back to it. Also, like you, I mean... Programmes like MasterChef, All That Glitters, the new mm. jewellery makers competition. I don't know if you've seen that. Sewing Bee, of course, is back, which I'm very happy about. Right. We're nearly out of time, uh, but we're going to quickly give you a taster of what we'll be looking at next week. Hannah, what have you got? Well, we've got Justin Theroux love Justin through starring in Apple TV's action-packed drama about a family on the run a Mosquito Coast one not to be missed I think yes and very much looking forward to uh, the film Nomadland on Disney Plus which has had so much publicity recently and of course that stars Francis McDormand in what the critics are saying is uh, the performance of a lifetime so yes plenty to look forward to there but in the meantime Key. Key. Watching. Watching.